Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Spurs in full cry here. Welcome, listeners, to the Extra Inch podcast. It's just me, Wendy, to give you a quick intro to a special podcast. I just spoke to George from the Fulham-ish podcast about Josh Onema and Ryan Sessegnon, and I thought that our listeners might be interested in the content as well. So we're just releasing this as a quick bonus episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, this is George Cooper for the Fulhamish Extra, um, and I'm joined by the one and only Chris Miller, who joins us from the Extra Inch Tottenham Hotspur podcast. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good, thanks, George. Yeah, good to speak to you. Yeah, no, likewise. Thank you so much for coming on. It's much appreciated. And uh, yeah, it's good to have the opportunity to speak to uh, the club that we provide so much young talent to. <laughs> it does it's... seem that way, doesn't it? There are a few links these days. Of course. I mean, it's historic. We we are your feeder club. Make make to make make no bones about it. It's just we every... both play in white, so it, it kind of works out perfectly. Yeah, playing white. You know, it's not too far across there, just yeah. the north of London. But it, it happens historically. Whenever I've learned never to get attached to any sort of Fulham player because Tottenham are going to come in. It's inevitability. You know, there's three things are certain in life as a Fulham fan: death, taxes, and Tottenham are going to poach your best. <laughs> And it's always the mercurial ones as well. First there was Mol Brank, then there was Dembele, and now there's Sessegnon. Yeah, and don't don't forget Clint Dempsey in there as oh, well. Dempsey, yeah, of course. Mm, and we we seem to get your players after you've kind of had the best of them as well. I mean, I I, I use that very lightly because we we had many fantastic years with the likes of Danny Murphy and Simon Davis, but it seems to work both ways. We've got a kind of weird cyclical nature of transfers. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we wanted to ask you a few questions um, about Josh Onoma. Um, yes. So we, he was obviously part of the, the Sessegnon deal that saw uh, Sessegnon go the other way. And uh, we understand that you're 
kind of youth uh, expert. You're very sort of um, focused with the with the youth of Tottenham, and we just wanted to ask a few questions because a few Fulham fans aren't uh, Fulham fans aren't too familiar. We saw him play on loan for Aston Villa in the Championship last season, um, but we just wanted to ask. Uh, first of all, are you, were you sad to see him go? So I I was sad to see Josh go, um, but also happy for him because the the time had definitely come. But I think I'm pretty much alone in Spurs fans in thinking that. So the the popular opinion on on Onoma was that he's not good enough for Tottenham. And I think that it's a fair enough opinion if you've only seen Spurs' first team. But if you saw Onoma play for Spurs' under-18s or 21s or 23s, then I I think you'd be pretty disappointed to see him go, given the amount of potential he had, the amount of, of ability he had at that at that age um, when he was coming through. I mean, he's represented England from the under-16s to, to the 21s. He's been in literally every age group. So he's he's a player that has been highly rated throughout his whole youth career. And that's for a very good reason. He's an excellent player. Mm, it's interesting to, to hear. Um, I mean, he he's only 22, so he's in the kind of seedlings of his career uh, somewhat. And to, to already have come to the analysis of you, you don't feel like he's quite good enough for Tottenham. What do you think of the, the short... We'll come on to his strengths a bit later but what do you think of the shortcomings that have, have sort of made you come to that decision yeah so so the problem he had with Spurs um and and it was not just the not just Pochettino it was a number of managers he tended to get played in like a wide left position or a second striker and you're not going to get the best out of Onuma by playing him there he needs to be in the middle of midfield and if you play <clears throat> excuse me if he plays in central midfield then he's he's got a chance of doing well and he just didn't really get enough games for our first team in midfield to sort of show what he could do and add to that he didn't get a run of games so every time he had one game he'd get taken out straight away it, generally he'd be brought in for like a rotation in the cups or something like that and mm. I do remember one game so he played against Monaco and we beat Monaco 4-1 and he played in a midfield with uh, Tom Carroll and Eric Dyer, and he was up against uh, Matinho and Bakayoko, who then joined Chelsea. And we won 4-1. Onoma had a great game. We dominated that game in midfield. He was kind of playing just ahead of the midfield too, and mm-hmm. he looked really good, and he was 18 then. And there's me thinking, this is it. He's got a chance now. He, he might stake a claim in midfield. And it, it just never really happened, unfortunately. Oh, that's a, that's a real that's a real shame. Um, so you, though, for you, would you say that was the best, the best position for Josh Onoma? And where do you think that he can fit in? into our team because he was the only we, we were we signed a lot of people on on the, in the transfer window and across deadline day but he was the only person that we had on, we've got on a permanent so mm-hmm. do you think that he could uh, do a job for us at Fulham and if you were Scott Parker where would you think about him slotting into our plans yeah so I think it's really interesting that Parker's got him I mean, that's such a in my opinion that's such a perfect matchup because the perhaps the only thing um Onuma lacks is that kind of that tenacity that Parker has. He's not someone who kind of flies around the pitch, flies into challenges. Um, and sometimes he can look a little bit um, almost passive, but he's got loads of ability. So he, he, he'll he play in midfield. He'll pick up the ball. He'll drive forward with it. He's got loads of um, technical ability in terms of his dribbling. He's very good at receiving the ball on the half turn. He's quite good at seeing a pass. I wouldn't say he's got like elite level vision, but he can spot a pass. And yeah, he's, he's good at getting in a box as well. So if you, if you play in midfield, ideally as part of a midfield three and give him a bit of freedom to kind of run with the ball and get forward, he won't let you down. He'll, he'll do a great job there. Fantastic. So would you almost describe him as a kind of link-up player? Yeah, a transition player. So he'll pick up the ball... Um, pick up loose balls in front of a defence and he'll take a team forward and he'll pick up the pieces and, and do something with it. So, yeah, I mean, in a strange way, sort of similar to Sissoko's done that role to at Spurs, particularly last season, but 
is much more technically able than Sissoko. Whilst he doesn't necessarily have the blistering speed that Sissoko has or the immense power, he does have better um, touch and, and dribbling ability. Oh, fantastic. I mean, we've um, we re- recently signed Harry Arty. He had a fantastic debut for us on Saturday against Blackburn. A man of the match performance in, in many Fulham fans' eyes. Um, but we, I did feel we're, we're kind of lacking that kind of player who can link up the midfield. We've got obviously Tom Kearney, who's very creative going forward. We use that, well, we still do have the likes of Stefan Johansson, um, who I, it sounds to me as if Josh Onam is it's fairly similar kind of player, maybe not as kind of physically scrappy and um, shithouserous as as uh, as Johansson <laughs> was, but still can do a role in sort of picking up the ball from deep and driving it forward and sort of linking up the attack. So, no, we're all very excited to see what he has to offer. He wasn't in the squads against Blackburn on Saturday, but I mean, that's not to say that he won't be involved in the future. And we're all very much looking forward to see him sort of get involved, I guess. Yeah, and it's great for him. He's, he's in a very sort of broken last few years um, with injuries uh, as much as anything. So he's had two two significant loan spells, one at Aston Villa and one at Sheffield Wednesday. And both have been hugely impacted by injury. And he's just not really been able to kind of put, put a run of games together that's allowed him to gain any form. Um, so I'm really happy to see him at Fulham, a club where I think he'll he'll have a good style of management from Parker that will suit him well. And hopefully he can put back to get back games together and, and reproduce some of the form that um, I've seen from him in Spurs with academy teams and for, of course, the England under-20s as well. Fantastic. No, it sounds good. As I said, we're all very much looking forward to see him get stuck in. And it is always sad when you see these young talents come through uh, from your club and maybe not get the kind of the game time that you feel that they could really kick on and make an impact. We've, we've seen many players at Fulham over the last years. I mean, the lacks, uh, likes of uh, Christensen, who's uh, gone on and just never really kind of, things didn't really click. And as a young player at 22, and especially English player, you do want to see them sort of find their groove, find their position, because at, the, at that age, you're still kind of malleable to a certain extent and you can sort of create positions for yourself. I mean, look at you need to look at Moussa Dembele, who joined us when he first joined. He was sort of a, a right midfielder and then, you know, he found his feet and found himself sort of really instrumental in that centre midfielder role. So I think that we could see that from the likes of Onoma looking forward to the future. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's just a case of finding the right club for a player and yeah. what it doesn't always work out at a particular club. Someone moves to another another place and it suddenly clicks and everything works out well. And I really hope that that's the case because there's plenty of ability there. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's, it's, it's lovely to hear that from a, from a Spurs fan that uh, you want to see him do well and want to see him crack on. You feel that he's got potential because there were a few Fulham fans who were a little bit... Um, I'm, I'm looking to the likes of Don Betts within our Fulhamish ranks who were a little bit sceptical to begin with, thinking, is he just to kind of throw in to get the Sessegnon deal over the line? Are we recruiting on who we need or are we recruiting on who's available, which has been a criticism of our recruitment policies over the last few years. But, I mean, it seems like he genuinely can do a job for us. And, I mean, am I right in saying that Scott Parker would have had some interaction with him when he was at Tottenham? Or was that a little bit past? It's it's possible. So Parker was managing our under-18s and Onoma was playing up an age. He was playing in the 23s by that point. So it's it's possible that their paths would have crossed. I'm sure Parker would have watched him on the training ground at some point um, and taken an interest in all of the young players at Spurs. So, yeah, I'm sure he would have caught his eye. Um, I mean, it, Parker was also um, doing his coaching badges uh, at a time where England were performing in the under-20 World Cup as well. And Onoma was a big part of the team that, uh, that that saw them win the, the under twenty World Cup, um, so he would probably have caught the eye in that as well. Fantastic. 
Well, we can't talk about Josh Onoma without talking about the, the Fulham boy who went the other way. Are you excited to see what Ryan Sessegnon's got in store in his Tottenham career? Yeah, ma- massively, massively excited to see what Sessegnon can do. I'm kind of, I'm intrigued to see what position we play him in because I'm, I'm very aware that he's obviously started off with a left back at, at Fulham, ended up playing on the left, left midfield and right midfield. He's played in the middle as well. Um, and I don't quite know what Pochettino's got in store for him, um, but I'm very excited. I'm, I'm really interested to get your opinion on Sessegnon and how you'll think he'll adapt to um, life at Spurs. And and also, actually, if, if you wouldn't mind, just how you thought he did last year, because we've been talking about this a little bit on our podcast. Um, so so we don't think he was anywhere near as bad as the media have betrayed last year. Mm. But it'll be fascinating to get your insight on that as well. No, absolutely. I think with the, with the likes of uh, Sessegnon, if there's one thing that isn't in any doubt whatsoever is, is the ability that he has. And in my opinion... There's absolutely no doubt that he'll be a, a big player on the world stage. I mean, he'll be playing for England. He's such, such a talent. I think with last year, it's tricky and you can't be too judgmental because we were playing in a, a very, very fragmented side that hadn't adapted to Premier League life at all. You know, we hadn't, we didn't have a system, a consistent system or a consistent lineup throughout the whole of the season. And when Ranieri came in, we saw Sessegnon's kind of sidelined a little bit and he just the whole seat it's unfair to single out Sessegnon and say he had a bad season because the whole team had a bad season you know if you're if you're playing in a team like that and you're a young player and it's your first season within the Premier League you're not going to set the league on fire you know we we were just didn't we hardly scored any goals at all I mean Sessegnon I think got he got two or three in the end um which for a team where you know if you score three you're in your in the top Three scores. It's, you, you, it's it's difficult to sort of judge, and we did see those flashes of talent, you know, and and it's undeniably there. And we were all so upset to see him go. And it's very rare that you see, you see a player go to one of your kind of London rivals, and you genuinely just wish them well. Um, it would be very interesting to see where Pochettino plays him. In my mind, I think he's got him eyed up for the wing back position long term. That's that's what my feel has been for a while, but. As you can see from the, the season that we went up, his preferred and, in my opinion, strongest position is playing um, as that kind of left winger in, in a more advanced role. It'll be really interesting to see, as you said, where Pochettino plays him. But in my opinion, he's got him um, suited up for that wing back role. It's one element of his game that you could say he could strengthen a little bit, which is the his defensive aspect. Um, in our opinion, he his strongest He's strongest going forward. Um, so it would be see. I mean, he's still only 19. His game's obviously going to develop. He's going to mature as a player. Um, and I've got absolutely no doubt that he's going to play a big role in your team in the in the coming years. That's really good to know, actually. And I think actually playing playing as a wing back in a Pochettino team typically means you're not doing that much defending anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not it's not it's not the end of the world if if he's not you know a, a ten out of ten defender. Um, the same could be said for for Danny Rose and Kieran Trippier, and they both did okay um, in, in, as Pochettino wing back. So. I think it kind of bodes well that his main strength is his attacking play because he's going to be doing a lot of that as a Spurs wing back. Um, what would you say are his biggest strengths in terms of his attacking play? Because I've seen a bit of him. I've not seen huge amounts but, um, in the last couple of years, but I saw him 
quite a bit for England when he was a bit younger. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seemed like he's just a t- he's just a generally good all rounder in terms of his technical ability. But it's kind of his appreciation of space that stood out to me. He he seemed to have um, excellent spatial awareness and always know when a defender was approaching, and he could just kind of wriggle free in the nick of time. Yeah, it's it's the sort of I mean the the attributes that you just touched upon there. It's the sort of things that you connect to a player who's you know, season, season professional. But as you said, it's just, it's time, it's spatial awareness. And the thing that really set him apart for me was his attacking positioning. I mean, he's lightning quick off the mark. He, his acceleration is, is second to none. And when you combine that with that, just knowing where to be the right place at the right time, anticipating where the ball's going to fall, that season we went up and the season prior to that, you just knew if there was a loose ball in the box that Sessegnon was going to be on it like a flash and then it was going to be in the back of the net. And that, for me, is the thing that really set Sessegnon apart. It's just his his attacking positioning is just it's just phenomenal for someone that age. And then you've got all the physical attributes. You know, He's incredibly fit. He's lightning quick. Uh, you, you've got yourself a very, very exciting player on your hands. And I, I still can't quite believe that he's gone for just £25 million. But, you know, Levy's working his... his dastardly ways with the transfer <laughs> window it's just textbook levy like you've been grooming him for years and i will use that word because he's, <laughs> he's been sessignon's been linked with Tottenham hotspur since he was about i don't know in the in the cradle um and it was it just seemed like that transfer that was always going to happen and um tony khan uh, recently a couple of days ago did an interview with the club in which he criticized did you see criticized levy's tactics in in how that deal was uh, was dealt with which i think was somewhat naive because you know football club every every man's for himself you're not going to put the club that you're buying a player off uh, at your interest when you're trying to get the best deal for a player but I mean for a young English player who's 19 years old he's got the amount of potential that Ryan Sessegnon does I think 25 million and Josh Onomo you've got yourself a very good deal on your hands yeah I mean I couldn't I couldn't be happier in a way that we've finally landed him he, we, as you say we've been linked with him for what three years now yeah um, and I, I know we had him watched three years ago I think we've been keeping our eyes on him that whole time and every transfer window I've just been thinking this has got to be the one finally we've got to get we've got to get Sessignon over the line we've got to land it land in this time mm. and I could just see his his quoted price creeping up and up and up so to get him for the price we have got him in for in a window in which the prices have gone absolutely ballistic uh, I, you know can't argue what Daniel Levy's done there <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, absolutely but look after him for us please do he means uh, he means a hell of a lot to our supporters and we, we genuinely do wish him all the best as you said that you uh, you feel reciprocal, reciprocal for Josh Onoma. Um but I won't keep you any longer Chris thank you so much for your time very much appreciated um, I've been George Cooper this is Chris Miller who's part of the Extra Inch um, which is a spin-off from the Fighting Cock Tottenham Hotspur podcast and yeah best of luck for the rest of the season mate thanks George take care mate cheers thanks very much man ta you've been listening to the Extra Inch thanks to Nathan A. Clark for production thanks to Bardi for being Italian thanks to Adam Gardner for the artwork Thanks to David Lindner for our intro music. You can find him on Twitter at Davy Shambles and his SoundCloud D Lindner. Do check him out, he's great. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Extra Inch. Email us via podcast at theextrainch.co.uk and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms. And if you do enjoy the podcast, consider leaving us a rating and review. That would really help. Awesome. 
Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money. 